Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 102 of the podcast that was originally recorded on February 10th of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week. German Railroads, A Study in Emerald 2nd Edition, The Witcher 3, and I talked about a great story arc that I finished in that one, Sorcery, a little game I found on my phone, and then Bully, an old PS2 classic. Thanks for joining me, everybody, for another episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the games. This is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. We are on episode 102 of the podcast. Thanks for joining me this evening. You can always find me on the internet. Send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can look for us on BoardGameGeek where we have a guild. Just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. On Twitter, you can find us at, at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. On Google Plus, it's plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast, and then of course our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me. We're going to talk about some games that I played for the week. This may be a quick podcast, and my next couple ones may be a little shorter than they have been lately. A lot going on around here, but we're going to try to get to a few things and not miss any podcast, so I'd rather put out a shorter one than skip one. But let's jump into what I played for the week. Last week went down to my local game store and actually got in a game of German Railroads. This is the expansion to Russian Railroads. It is a worker placement game, and I will say that German Railroads has added quite a bit to the game. It is a hell of a lot of fun. We had a great time playing it. We had a four-player game going on. I ended up coming in second place. I think I was five points behind the winner, so it was a very close game. I think around the last round, I had scored close to 100 points that last turn itself, and it is a game that, if you haven't played this worker placement game before, starts out very slowly score-wise, and before you know it, your engine is working, literally being railroads, and your score is just compounding ever so greatly each round that you play. The game is basically played over a number of rounds based on the number of players that you have. I believe we had six rounds in our game since we had four players playing. One guy, it was his first time playing. I actually try to do a little bit different of a strategy. I try to concentrate on the factories a little more. I only worked on actually building out one of my railway railways instead of working on multiple ones. And I was really surprised that the strategy worked. The other thing I really tried to focus on was grabbing the engineers. Getting that extra 40 points for having the most amount of engineers really paid off that final round. I mean, that was basically half of my score that final round. So it's something that it was a little bit different of a strategy that I had tried than the first time I had played where I wasn't paying attention to engineers. I did not concentrate the first time I played the game on getting the first player or second player token for the round. This last Thursday, I did. Every turn, I tried to be the first or second player, I tried to either grab the gold, the engineer, or the extra worker for the round, which seemed to be an actual viable strategy. So I think I'm actually going to be heading down to my local game store maybe tomorrow on Thursday and possibly getting in a two-player game of this. I'm really interested to see how the game plays with two-player as opposed to four players, since I've only ever played the game as four players. I think the strategy might be a little bit different since it's going to open up a little bit more of the board and you're not going to run out of the squares as quickly, but everybody seems to kind of be in agreement that the coins 
the engineers and then that extra worker, that extra meeple for the round are pretty much the first three squares that are going to get snatched up unless if somebody really wants that first player token, which is one of the things I think I did in that final round so I can get that last engineer to kick me up to that 40 points. I jumped on that uh, first player token immediately. So it's there's a lot going on, a lot of different strategies you can do. The German railroads... It lets you adjust your player board in so many different ways by manipulating it with a lot of different tiles that you can actually add to it if you want. I really didn't use much of the actual pieces or components that were added in the German Railroad expansion. I really didn't use too much coal. A couple of other people had used some of the coal in their game, but it really didn't seem like anybody focused on coal. There were a couple other people who actually added in quite a few of the additional pieces to their board that they basically unlocked by getting their railroad so far, which seemed like a very viable strategy. But I will say I was really surprised that the factory, engineer, and one railway um, strategy actually did work. And when I play a two-player, I'm going to try to do something a little different and not try to go down that same rabbit hole. So be talking about this game possibly again next week. So wait and see how that goes. After we were done with German Railroads, we got in a little bit of A Study in Emerald 2nd Edition. This was the first time I had actually played the game. I had read through the rules. One of the other guys in my game group was actually familiar with the game, so I actually let him teach it to everybody, including myself, since I was not as familiar familiar as he was with the game. One of the other guys at another table looked over at me and was asking who actually owned the game, if it was mine or not, and I kind of just laughed at because they were actually playing the same game. And it seemed like Study in Emerald was kind of popular at our board game group uh, last week. But uh, I kind of liked it. It is a deck builder. We our game ended kind of fast because one of the players kind of ran out of sanity very quickly into the game, which kind of ended the game since he was a restorationist. So I kind of want to get this game to the table again. A lot of people are a little confused on the scoring. I want to read through the rules again. I printed out a quick a quick teaching guide that was on Board Game Geek real quick. I want to use that. And next week, hopefully, when I record the podcast or the week after, I'd like to go through an in-depth walkthrough of how the game is played and give some tips and possible strategies if I can get this game to the table again and we can get it played a little bit more and I can talk about it a little bit better. But being a deck builder, I kind of really liked where the theme was going, being that it is a combination of of Sherlock Holmes, as well as the old great ones being from HP Lovecraft, including Cthulhu. So it's a really interesting theme. I think there's a lot going on with the hidden player type of roles that you can have. Like I said, I definitely want to get this one to the table again so I could talk about it a little bit better. So I'm not going to go into this one too much further until I have played a little bit more. But what I've played so far, I will say I kind of have liked so far. And I also think the art in the board game kind of does look pretty cool. Although there are some people that say the first edition looks better. I haven't seen or played the first edition. So maybe after I get this one played a little bit more, um, one of the one of my friends down at the local game group can maybe bring down the first edition and we can maybe see how that one plays and see some of the differences. But I believe somebody on Board Game Geek does have a document put together that actually specifies and states what all the differences are between the two versions. So if you do have the first version and you want to see what the differences are, check that out. And that's on Board Game Geek. You can find that under the file section for a study in Emerald 2nd edition. All right, those are a couple of the board games I got to play for the week. We're going to jump over to some video games. Like I said, I am going to go through this stuff very quickly. The Witcher 3 was a game that I invested some time into this past weekend. Saturday, I spent a majority of my day kind of just screwing around with The Witcher 3. And I will say I pretty much completed The Bloody Baron and spoilers ahead, I may talk a little bit about a, a storyline in the game. I pretty much completed one of the story arcs, which is the Bloody Baron story arc. I think I may have a few more things to do within that one, but I think I wrapped up most of it on Saturday. And I will say that this is probably one of the best story arcs I have played in a game in probably a couple of years. 
I'm trying to think of the last time I really just enjoyed a storyline in a game as much as I did this Bloody Baron storyline, but the characters, the way you went through the story, and the way it evolved, the information that you basically were discovering as you were playing through the story was was just amazing. It really drew me into The Witcher 3 and really just makes me want to keep coming back to that game more and more now, now that I've gone through that one, because I'm hoping that I'm going to run into more stories, more story arcs in that game along the lines and that are as good as a bloody ba- the Bloody Baron, but it was just a really, really compelling and a really great storyline. The way it ended was was just awesome. So if you've played The Witcher 3, if you haven't run run into or basically finished this storyline, I'd be very surprised. It seems to be one that's a little earlier into the game. I think I'm around 30 hours in. I think I'm close to level 11. I believe you can start this quest. Is there a suggestion possibly around level 6? So I actually got several levels by actually playing through this. And right now I'm trying to just finish off some contracts to actually accumulate some gold to start visiting blacksmiths to get some better weapons and armor as well. Well, as it seems like gold in this game is probably the hardest thing for me to come by for what I'm seeing right now. That's about all I'm going to say on The Witcher 3. I'm still having a great time with that one, and I'm going to continue playing that one into the weekend. I also found a neat little game on my phone and also then downloaded it on Steam. It is called Sorcery with a little exclamation point at the end. I believe it came out a couple of years ago on the iPhone and iPad. I don't know when it came out on Android or when it was actually released on Steam. I think it may be new to Steam as when I purchased it, I thought it was basically on sale because it was new. Um, I didn't actually check the date though. I don't remember what the date was on the release. Sorcery is basically from Steve Jackson games. I'm a big fan of theirs over the years. I've played Car Wars back in the day when I was a teenager. I've played Munchkin, Munchkin Quest, and a lot of their games over the years. I really like a lot of the stuff that Steve Jackson does. And this is basically a choose-your-own-adventure type text adventure where you have a character that you're kind of moving around on a little map and then reading through what you want to do. You can cast spells, you can fight characters, or you can fight basically enemies. You can control during your combats how how heavy of an attack you want to do against an opponent, which basically uses up your stamina. So you need to try to figure out when your opponent's going to do a heavy attack and when you need to defend, and then when they're going to maybe leave themselves a little more open so you can do a heavy attack yourself and try to basically just kill them. The story in this one as well is really good. Uh, it's 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 a really great storyline, and I can. It's, one of the neat things about it is you can actually reverse part of the story. And if you go down a path that you kind of want to undo, or if you kind of die, which I think I did once, you can kind of undo without having to maybe restart the whole thing again. I actually had a point in the game where I became infected with a plague and I thought I was going to have to undo myself but I was actually able to pray to my god for the day and I was actually cured so it was a very great thing. I didn't have to use the rewind feature which I thought was pretty interesting. Like I said, great little storyline. I think you can actually get this one for free on Amazon Underground. So if you have an Android phone, you should be able to pick up the first part of the story there. I was able to pick up for a couple of bucks, I think it was $3, $3.50 or something like that on Steam, the first and second one. So I'm going to play this on my computer as well, since I only have basically the first chapter on my phone. On the computer, it is a little bit easier to read until I get a, a newer phone with a little bit larger of a screen, but I'm still rocking my HTC One from several years ago. So that's Sorcery from Steve Jackson Games, having a good time with that one. And then this past week, I believe I had 
I don't think I had mentioned this last podcast, but I hooked up my PlayStation 2 to my TV upstairs, which is an older television, and started screwing around with a couple of games on the PlayStation 2. One of the games I actually played a couple of nights ago and last night was Bully. This was a game I had originally started playing years ago. I couldn't even find a save file on any of my memory cards for my PS2, so I must have deleted, deleted it at one time, and I don't think I had ever really gotten too far into the game. But the little bit I played of Bully on the PS2, it kind of makes me want to pick up the, I think it's the Scholarship Edition is what they referred to it as, or it's called on the Xbox 360. I'd almost like to pick this up on the Xbox 360 just for the updated graphics because on the PS2, the graphics are a little on the rougher side and it is kind of hard to read some of the stuff. The one thing I think I'm having a problem with is basically just kind of knowing where to go. The mini map in the upper right hand corner is just a little small. Sometimes trying to find where your next classroom is or where the next mission is or where the next part of your mission is, is kind of just difficult to see. I haven't figured out a way to zoom in on that yet and I'm going to have to maybe just sit down and actually look at the control screen. I've only played the game for an hour or two, so I'm not very far into it. So I really haven't delved or, you know, gotten really deep into the game. But what little bit I've seen, I'm really enjoying it. I'm kind of just liking going around. If somebody looks at me funny, I just start kicking their ass and just start getting in a fight. It's it's a really interesting little take on I don't know if rocks if um if the developer really wanted to do a social experiment with this game or what but um I'm kind of liking it so I might be talking about a bully for the next couple of weeks and that's going to be about it for the podcast as far as games that I want to play well a couple of games that I want to get to the table I really want to get a study in emerald second edition to the table again and then one other game that I've really been dying to play is Zaya Legends of Adrift System. I still have yet to get that to the table. I may try to spend some time with that game this weekend. And once we're kind of done playing through Russian Railroads this week, which I'm hoping maybe that will be our last week week, week we're playing this, I can pick up Zaya and maybe bring that down there because I know there's a couple other people who've wanted to see this as well. Another game that I'm really interested in that I was that I really wish I would have picked up when Cool Stuff had it on, in stock as I don't know if my local game store is going to be able to get it. I'm going to have to try to talk to them today is food chain magnet that's a game i'm very interested in i think my group would really like it and it's something that i really just want to kind of just get my hands on already considering it just seems to be that um a very difficult game to obtain right now but like i said quick podcast for the next couple of weeks this one looks like we're clocking in around 15 minutes so we're going to end it there we flew through everything really quick so thanks for joining me this week as always send me some emails let me know what you're playing now you can send them emails to what i'm playing now at gmail.com you can also join our guild on board game geek just do a search for what i'm playing now feel free to hop in there start a conversation or add to one of the conversations i've started about a couple of the games i played in the past couple of weeks don't forget to follow us on twitter my twitter account is growing nice and slowly which i think is a great thing at what i'm playing now don't forget to drop the g like i always say is our twitter account on facebook you can do a search for what i'm playing now our google plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what i'm playing now podcast and then of course our twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what i'm playing now hey everybody thanks for joining me for another podcast i will be back next week maybe with another quick one i would like to do a little longer one if i can we'll have to wait and see how things go but until then go play some games and as always let me know what you're playing now thanks for joining me everybody have a great week and i will see you next week bye-bye